The following sermon podcast is a glimpse into the community of Central Bible Church, where we strive to welcome everyone into Jesus' life. We hope that you can join us for this Sunday service as we gather together seeking to live in and for Christ. To encourage us to share with us people who have been a part of CB in the past in various capacities. Uh, and this week, um, we have invited uh, John and Carly Wex to come and, and to be with us. Um, for those of you who maybe have more history with CB or who are older and have gone on some of the, the CB senior retreats, they need no introduction. Uh, but those who are, are younger, maybe, uh, John grew up at Central Bible. Her dad, His dad, Bill, um, was one of the, his family was one of the, the core people at CB for a long time. Um, when I first showed up here, I met with Bill every week for, for quite a while before he passed away at 99, was it 98? Somewhere in there. Um, and just an incredibly godly man who knew his scriptures backwards and forwards. And just somebody that when you were with him, you just knew like this dude loves Jesus so much. Um, and, and John and Carly, they are, they are no exception as well. They are professors at Multnomah for a long time. I think Carly's still there. Um, John was there, pastors at various different churches. Now they're up at Laurelwood Baptist, uh, where my mom actually goes to church. Um, and we've uh, we just invited them to come and to encourage us and to, to be with us and to just um, to walk in the grief, but also to, um, to cast a vision for hope because we serve uh, a God who is a God of hope and who walks with us through all sorts of seasons of life. And, and ultimately, uh, it's about the kingdom of God. And they're very, you know, they're people that, that see that. So, John, come on up. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, he has a special mom. But Andrew's pretty amazing himself. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, give him thanks. Give him thanks. He's been through the leadership team through some very difficult, difficult times. Well, good morning. I'm so thankful for the privilege of addressing you at a very difficult time. The fact of the matter is, I was nearly born in this church, 1949. It was still downtown Portland at the time, but my folks, they came, they came regularly. I'm not going to divulge that. Uh, it's actually passed. Does that help? Okay. <laughs> so fundamentally, you need to realize that I'm standing here in the place of a woman named Grace Bullhouse. Grace Bullhouse was the children's ministry director uh, when this building was built and 
removed from downtown and moved into the building. I think it was the junior age kids, all of us in this room. And she would lead us in opening ceremony. And then we had, you know, classes all around the outside that we would divide into. What I liked most, though, was the concrete hallways as a kid. I'd kick off my shoes and run down the hallway and slide as far as I could. We had a competition as junior age kids. See who could slide So, I'm sharing that to say to you, there's a lot of my emotions and background and history in this building known as Central Bible Church. The founder of Central Bible and also Multnomah School of the Bible, Dr. John Mitchell, uh, dedicated me as a baby before the building was built. And then later on, um, I finished Multnomah School of the Bible as a student and wanted to go to seminary, and I needed a recommendation, so I came up to see Dr. Mitchell, and he said, I'd be happy to do that for you. So he gave me a, a recommendation, and that's the only reason I got in down there, to tell you the truth. I mean, I'm serious about that. <laughs> um, and you need to realize I've pastored 16 years. I was a professor of Bible and pastoral ministry at a Bible college in Birmingham, Alabama, and then 20 years at Multnomah Biblical Seminary. I say that to say I'm a drop in the CB bucket. I mean, this church has sent out many, many Bible teachers, pastors, missionaries, all through the years. What a rich heritage this place has had through the years. And I praise God for this church. In fact, as I was thinking about talking to you today, I believe this church was raised up by God for a special time in history. Just like Queen Esther was raised up by God for a very special time in the history of the nation of Israel. I also believe, according to Acts 20:28, 20, that God put the current elders of this church into position of leadership, as well as the pastoral staff. Some of you are saying, well, no, we voted them in. What you need to understand, according to Acts 20, 28, is whatever means you thought you were using, God orchestrated it. God sovereignly set it up so that they would be the leaders for such a time as this. And I've been listening to them. I've been reading what's on the web and following what's going on. And I'm encouraged this morning. Because I see wisdom by these current leaders in this assembly. Uh, you're here in part this morning to be a part of what God wants to do next. Think about that. It's a very special time of transition. And he is entrusting it to you. 
Now, the question is before us, what are we going to do with it? How are we going to respond to it? I, uh, I also firmly believe that they've made a wise decision to sell this aging building and property, as much as I have loved it through the years. I've watched it long before this decision was made, and I've said, what are they going to do with this building and this property? And it turns out, I learned that Dr. Mitchell himself predicted that the time would come when the building would have to be used for something else. That's why he built it like a warehouse. And here we are. He was looking down the road and he understood that, you know, this is not always going to be the place to worship. He's a very wise man in so many ways. But certainly all you have to do is look at the cycle of all church history. It happens. But what's even more true is this building doesn't matter because you are the church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So... Uh, the real church will continue to grow, multiply through you and me. Now, we're going to have to be worshiping eventually someplace different in the months ahead. Some of you might decide to be involved in the new church plant. Some might choose to uh, a different existing church body in the area. Cool. Some of you might have questions this morning, like, where do I go now? And what if I need a pastor sooner rather than later? Or where should I give my tithe? Now, let me settle that for you. Paul said, let each one lay aside and save until I come. So there's good practice in saying, okay, I'm going to give my tithe regularly just like I've been giving it. I just won't give it to Central Bible Church. And I'm going to wait till God places me where he wants me or leads me as to where this money should go. There you go. Keep giving to the Lord for his word. I hope I haven't crossed up the elders' recommendations, but anyway. <laughs> Some of you might be saying, well, I'm too old to adjust to a new situation. Oh, no. You know, they put Israel, Jacob, on a cart and moved him. <laughs> That's, isn't that right? <laughs> So maybe that's what we need to do. I don't know. But some of the rest of you are saying, you know, it's hard for me. Anything new. I'm quiet. I'm reserved. Now you're telling me I got to go make new friends in a new place? Yep. The Lord specializes in doing new things and 
We ought to rejoice. I also am encouraging you this morning to earnestly pray about making a commitment to the church body. Wherever it may be. My concern for you is that you carry on the tradition emphasized by Dr. Mitchell. And what was that? As we are faithful in our new places of worship and ministry, let's continue to love the two words of God. And what are the two words of God? The two words of God are the living word, Jesus Christ, and the written word, the Bible. That is Dr. Mitchell's legacy. He kept wanting us as students, even at Multnomah, keep on loving the living word of God, Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him nothing has come into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. Of course, it's John the Baptist, but it works here. <laughs> he came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. Now, he was not that light, but he came to testify about the light. That was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. The word, Jesus, was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gives the right and the authority to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh. And he tabernacled among us, John said. The apostle John said. And we beheld his glory. Glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Do you love Jesus Christ? Or just fall in love with the Savior? I can't do it with the Scottish brogue. Do you love Jesus Christ? The one who loves me will obey me, Jesus said. And he who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he will be loved by my Father and we'll make ourselves known to him. You'll enter into a deeper love relationship with Jesus as you obey him. That's what it says. So the question in the middle of the transition is, am I going to have good attitudes that show my love for Jesus Christ? Am I going to have actions and conversations that reflect my love for Jesus Christ? Fall deeper in love with Jesus Christ today. And that'll help you through this transition. Well, he also emphasized the second 
Word of God. And that is the written word, the Bible. And what did he always ask? Don't you folks ever read your Bibles? He was a man who, if he had a question, he would start in Genesis 1. This was when he was first saved. He'd start in Genesis 1. I'm looking for the answer. And he'd just keep reading until he found it. <laughs> Got a second question. Start over Genesis 1. Keep reading. Until... And he, he believed in that so much that he would read a book that he was going to teach. He'd read it 50 times over. And that was after he'd known the Lord for years and years and years. He believed in the importance of of reading, you ready? The revelation from God you have in Scripture. Because it reveals His heart. It is truth. Oh, man. I'm sorry, I get excited too. Remember Peter said, remember now, you're born again, not of seed which is perishable, but imperishable. That is, through the living and abiding Word of God. Don't you folks ever read your Bible? <laughs> That's in Peter. For the Word of God is alive. Whoa, really? It hasn't moved off to your table yet? No, the Word is not the printed page. The word is the concepts and ideas and truth that's found in there. And it's alive and powerful, sharper than in any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. In fact, it's a discerner of the thoughts and motives found in your heart. Wow. Is that why the Gideons always give it away? Yeah, because it has inherent power. Oh. Psalm 119. Every verse in that psalm relates to the Bible and its power. And I really like the one section, Mame, in the Hebrew alphabet. Oh, how I love your law, verse 97. It's my meditation all the day. Your commandments are make me wiser than all the enemies, for they are ever mine. I have more insight than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged because I have observed my Bible. I have restrained my feet from every way that I might keep your word. I have not turned aside from your word, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet! is your scriptures to my taste sweeter than honey to the mouth. Is that your attitude toward your Bible? Do you have a hunger and a thirst for more and more? I hope you do, because when you're looking for a church, that's one of the key questions you should be asking. Are they feeding me from the Word of God. So men and women in our new places of worship and ministry, may we be faithful to continue to love the two words of God. 
the living word and the written word. And please pray. Pray about making that commitment. Now, before I close here, I want to pray in a moment. But I also want to invite you, every person in the room is welcome. If you can get away during the Oregon spring break, March 24, 25, 26, a bunch of us are going to be going down to the annual retreat at Cannon Beach Christian Conference Center. Some from our church at Laurelwood, some from this church. And if you're visiting today, you're invited too. Uh, we will reminisce. We'll sing a lot. And we will joyously look forward to the glorious hope we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that that's the theme because they've asked me to speak. So, <laughs> so if you're interested in going, then uh, I assume Sandy Cochran. Sandy, are you here? Back, back in the back, okay. You're the one to see, right? Do you have flyers somewhere here too? There you go, see, she's ready. That's so cool. Now I'm going to pray. Um, wow. Wow. Do we need prayer? Yeah. Our Father in heaven, we trust you. Uh, you did not uh, have some surprise hit you by this decision. No, this didn't catch you by surprise because you are a sovereign God. You're a wise God in this decision, and you are good. So help us this morning to rest in a loud assurance that you have a place for us to worship where we will be making new friends in the broader body of Christ. Help us to show how much we love your word and how much we love the Lord Jesus Christ as we visit these places. Father, keep us from grumbling and complaining or looking for things that we experienced in the past. Help us to press on toward the goal. Help us to be open to new things. As you provided water and food for your people, Israel, we'll know, we know that you will provide spiritual food and water for every single person in this room. Help us to patiently wait for your leading to the next place of worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We desire to be formed by the Word of God in community. If you have questions about this week's sermon, we would love to hear from you. For more information about our church, please visit centralbible.church.